0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24-monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Ladies, gentlemen, welcome to the colorful world of Skittles. Skittles brings you a jolt of five fruity flavors in every bite, giving you the chance to taste the rainbow like never before. Break free from the ordinary day to day with the help of Skittles chewy candy. Skittles is a must in my candy jar, movie snack, even my secret so an afternoon pick-me-up, and I don't even care who knows it. Add a splash of joy to your day with Skittles. There's nothing better than fruity fun that tickles your taste buds. Taste the rainbow. Come on, son. Come on, son. Come on, son. Come on, son. Come son. The week that was. Come on, son. The podcast. What's good, y'all? This is Ed Lover, man. Welcome to Come On, son. The podcast. The week that was. It's always a whole bunch of shit going down. Always, man. Always some 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 funny shit, some fuckboy shit, like a lot of stuff that be going down. Like recently, Jada Pinkett did an interview where she says her and Will been living separately for the last seven years since 2016. That puts everything into perspective as far as the slapping of Chris Rock comes into play twofold, because she says that years ago when the rumors were circulating that her and Will were divorcing, Chris called her and said, I'd love to take you out. She was like, what you mean? He was like, Jada, ain't you and Will getting uh, divorced? And he was, and, and she was like, nah, that's just rumors. And he was like, oh, my bad. So obviously she told Will. So now the whole slapping incident has another meaning to it. He was just waiting for a reason to hit Chris Rock. It ain't have nothing to do with protecting her. It To me, it seems like it had more to do with trying to win her as a man. Like the protection didn't come from I need to protect you for you. It came to I need to show you that I can protect you because we're not together. And I'm trying to win you back. It's 2022, 2023 now. They weren't together living together since 2016. So that means he was doing what the fuck he felt like doing. She was doing what the fuck she felt like doing. And when she fucked August Alsina, who was her kid's friend, which I don't understand why women didn't get up in arms about that shit, the way they got up in arms about R. Kelly, right? Because she still, she had to be pred she, you know. She's a predator on the kid. The kid wasn't 100% mental. She knew that. Right? So she threw the pussy at the little young nigga and he went for it. And then when she broke his heart, he came out with it. So all of that shit where Will sat on Red Table Talk and told her about the entanglement. We thought they was together. That wasn't no entanglement. You wasn't entangled and you didn't owe Will no explanation because y'all wasn't even living together. You wasn't even in the same dwelling. Y'all been fronting on us to make money that y'all are this big, happy couple that understand each other, that give each other. We don't own each other, but we love each other. blah, 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 bullshit for seven fucking years, y'all. Seven years. And we wonder why. I, let go back and look at their history. Over the last seven years with the willow shit with the letter to Tupac and all this shit with Jaden and 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 and, and the, the the creator kid and he's my boyfriend and all that other weirdo shit. This is the reason why. They've been lying in our face. And let me tell y'all something. It ain't our business. Unless you make it our business. It ain't our business. It's a lot of goofy shit that goes on, that makes it our business. Like, it's some goofy shit where people ask for privacy after they've lived their life so publicly. You don't have to put all your shit on the internet. There's a lot of people that don't do it. A lot of very successful people that don't do it. You don't see Denzel putting him and his wife's business on the internet. It's these goofy-ass bitches, like fucking... You know who I'm talking about. Jada Pinkett Smith, fucking Gabrielle Union, these goofy-ass You don't even see Latifah put her and Ebony's business all over the Internet like that. You don't see other people doing that shit. But y'all goof-ass always want to capitalize off of any little thing. Y'all doing these fucking mattress commercials together. Oh, we so fucking happy. And then the Red Table Talk, and it's me and Will, and we on the red carpet together. We lovey dovey people. And it's all fucking smoking mirrors and bullshit. That's why it's our business. Because y'all bitches made it our business, man. Y'all, when I was in L.A. recently, I got a Living Legends Awards and I won, uh, Award, and I want to thank the Living Legend Foundation for giving me that opportunity and giving me that award of recognizing my work over the years. I really fucking appreciate that shit. So when I was there, there was fucking no vibe in L.A. at all. I don't know what the fuck happened to L.A., but there's no vibe. Honestly, there's no vibe. It's a Saturday afternoon. It's bright. It's sunny. It's beautiful. We called everybody we know. Me and my business partner, Dan Tanner. We called every fucking body we know to find out where the hot brunch was. Where's the day parties? The shit is dead. Dead. We called veteran motherfuckers that we know and younger people that we know. And nobody could point us in that direction. Fucking Houston would have been on fire. New York, fire. Atlanta, fire. Chicago would have been on fire. And that kind of weather? So I say that to say this. So we go to the Grove. Dan goes, let's walk around the Grove. I haven't been to L.A. like that in so long. I forgot where the fuck everything was. We go to the Grove. We're sitting there waiting for a table. We're going to have a couple of drinks, sit outside, and people watch. Nia Long comes by. We sit down. You can go on my Instagram and see the picture of myself and Nia Long together, her and her son was going to the movies to see The Exorcist. That's what the fuck I love about Nia Long. She's there. She's one of those actresses. She's up there. Everybody loves Nia Long. Everybody remembers the line, Nia Long in the thong with the lights on, right? Nia Long and the cherry thong with the lights on. We've loved Nia Long for as long as we could possibly love another human being. But when that shit happened with Emei Uduko, she ain't go fucking blast it, talk about the shit, all over the place and trying to make shit off of it. She makes shit off of the fact that she's a dope motherfucking woman. She didn't put all her business out there on the fucking streets and didn't ask us for privacy. When I told her I love her and I'm proud of her, she gave me a cryptic message. She said, you know what, Ed, baby? I just keep on moving forward. I keep moving forward. And I understood what that meant. I didn't have to bring up. You know, Emike, Udoka, I didn't have to bring up none of that shit. I just told her me, I love you and I'm proud of you, sis, because I've known Nia forever. And she was just like, Ed, I just keep moving forward, baby. I just keep moving forward. Nothing but love for her. But when y'all put your fucking shit out there and y'all lie to us and make us believe one thing so that you can benefit off the shit, so you can gain more money off of this shit, then don't tell us that we got to fall back when the shit called crumbles right in front of your fucking face. I knew there was some shit going on between them because I had heard too many rumors about Jada eating pussy. I heard a whole lot of shit, a lot of shit. I heard shit about will. I heard a lot of shit that they had an open marriage that they would fuck who they want to fuck. But you know, as long as it don't get out into the public to be an embarrassment to them two, but well, that's fine if that's how you rock it, but don't come off as this fucking super bullshit ass couple. And then we find out for seven years, y'all ain't been fucking living in this, under the same roof. Seven years, all that shit with Will jumping out of planes and walking on the moon, all that shit. That's what all that frustration led up to him slapping Chris rock. And perhaps the fact that Chris rock tried to holler at Jada left it, led up to him saying you know I'm gonna pop this motherfucker in his mouth (laughs) because I see Will trying to save his shit that wasn't a protection move that was a save my shit move that was I'm losing her let me show her that I'm the man move this shit brings everything into perspective now y'all it honestly brings this whole game they playing the game of thrones right in front of our faces we ain't even see the shit since 2016, y'all been living separate lives? Separate lives? That's why Will don't flinch when she come up with all this Tupac shit that she always talking. Like she sleeps with Tupac's dick in her bed every night. I ain't never seen somebody on somebody's shit that fucking much. Never. My wife right now hates when Lily from SWV brings my name up in a conversation. And 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 it, she cringes anytime she sees a podcast or something where Lily is is asked about dating me or somebody trudges up the old interview that they did years and years and years ago on a Breakfast Club when, when Charlamagne was like, Oh, you dated OG Ed Lover? I didn't know that. Blah, blah, blah. My wife hates that shit. She hates it. I don't bring it the fuck up love and respect for Leanne 100%. But that's not something I'm going to bring up because if I keep bringing it up it looks like I'm harping on it and it looks like I'm not in love with my wife but I'm in love with Leanne and that's not the case. I'm in love with my fucking wife. I don't I'm not a goof ass. There's too much goof ass shit going on out here in this industry and it's about time man I'm speaking up on it. I don't give a fuck I don't give a fuck, man, because you know why? Giving a fuck ain't got me nowhere with these niggas. Giving a fuck ain't get me no, Will don't come to my fucking house. Jada don't holler at me. I don't give a fuck. Straight up. And I think that anybody should be able to say what the fuck they feel like saying without people getting mad. Oh, I thought you was the homie. That's that bullshit I got from you know who that's in Will's camp. I thought you was the homie. Fuck out of here, nigga. Fuck out of here. I'm not even going to say homeboy's name, but he wasn't man enough to come have a fucking conversation with me. That's what ticked me the fuck off. Known you for 30 years. You ain't man enough to tell me how you feel about my comments after Will slapped Chris Rock. Now the whole shit is out. Now you, you still, you looking extra goofy now. Keep my wife's fucking name out your mouth. You ain't been with her for seven years, nigga. Fuck is you talking about? You married on paper. You're living two separate lives for almost a decade. Come on, fam. You've been emancipated. You ain't have to make a movie called Emancipation, fucking will. You've been a man emancipated, bro. You've been doing your thing. Now I'm thinking that the crying when she told you about August Alcina was bullshit too, because you are a fine fucking actor, my dude. You are. You're a fine fucking actor, but you was trying to save something that can't be saved, my nigga. It's time to move on, my nigga. For real, from the heart, my nigga. It's time to move on. Whole bunch of goofball shit going on out there, bro. Whole bunch. I saw some. I don't I don't watch because uh, I got my own podcast. And I try to concern myself with my shit so I don't get too deeply involved with other people's shit. But they're all podcasts that I pay attention to. The Joe Budden podcast, if I catch... A short on it, I will. Um, Drink Champs, I pay attention to that. You know, they got good guests on there. My expert opinion, Math Hoffer, absolutely. I catch snippets of of who they interview and what the people are talking about if I find it interesting, right? I found Drink Champs with Method Man very interesting. You Know what I really found interesting? The lack of knowledge that some fucking people have where they don't know shit. Meth was talking about putting together his song, M-E-T-H-O-D, Man. Now, I knew that that M-E-T-H-O-D came from The Method of Modern Love by Hall and Oates. It is just amazing to me how, and I will tell EFN this when I see him. You're a DJ. You're supposed to already knew that. As soon as he brought that up, you're supposed to know that that came from The Method of Modern Love by Hall and Oates, my nigga. You're supposed to know that, my nigga. Okay, I didn't expect Nori to know that shit. Nori from the hood and left rack. Them hood niggas don't, wasn't listening to Hall of notes. okay? Nori was going to jail and all kind of ridiculous human being shit. That's why I'm so proud of that motherfucker. But EFN, you're supposed to know that. And when he said the beginning line, hey, you, he said, I don't know where that came from. And then he named the wrong artist. He said, I think it was Bootsy or somebody. Nah, meth. It was the Rolling Stones, bro. I had that record. Hey, you get off of my cloud! Don't mess around. Uh, boom, the cloud. That's why a motherfucker like me is qualified to do this kind of shit because I know shit that these niggas don't know. So I enjoy watching that. But I was sitting there going, "God damn, Nori, you don't know the Rolling Stones song? Hey, you get off my cloud, EFN. You as a DJ should especially know that." And then he gave him the part from the Beatles shit. And I was like, I knew that shit too. i recognized it. I've recognized it. Yeah, I'm a fucking triple OG, but still, son, still. And, you know, every now and then, though, no, let me tell you, let me, let me, before I get into this part of the subject, let me just say this. I have been for a long time. And after I say what I got to say, I will remain a fan of Drake. But what Joe Budden said in his podcast, Drake took it too personal. Anybody and everybody don't have to like your 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 your, your album, and I don't understand what you took it what you took so personally because he quoted the lyrics that that you said. Could Joe Budden be a little harsh? Yeah, but as a person that's doing a podcast as an opinionated person like I am, you can't afford to give a fuck. It does, the album is called for, for, well, for All the Dogs or For My Dogs or some shit. And it's like the most sappiest fucking girly shit I ever heard in my fucking life. And when Joe criticized you at almost 37, still trying to attach yourself to whoever's hot as an MC is affecting your artistry. That's why Juicy J said hip-hop is down 40%. This is the reason why you fuckers need to wake up. Stop doing records with Just Because niggas, man. That's not how it goes. This is art. Hip-hop is fucking art, and y'all are ruining the art, and that's why it's down 40%, because the shit you're putting out is bullshit. I said it, and I'm standing on it. The majority of the shit that y'all putting out is microwavable, hot pocket music, and it's fucking garbage, y'all. You're jumping on a track with people that you don't even fucking respect. There was one fucking, and I'm going to give you an example of what I'm talking about. There was one, one feature on Ready to Die, and that feature was Method Man, the what, Biggie Smalls, the what featuring meth. You know why? Because Biggie respected meth. The reason why there's a Method Man and a Red Man as a group is because they respect each other's and skill set. It wasn't on put together, yo, Method Man is hot right now. Jump on this. It didn't go down like that. Maybe it went down like that in r featuring hip-hop artists. Who can we get that's hot right now? You know, Andre 3000 is hot. Let him get on this. But he was a fucking artist. So you still, you are not getting bullshit. If you was paying $150,000 for a verse, you was getting a top-notch verse from a top-notch artist. The artistry is missing from you fuck-ass niggas, man. The artistry of hip-hop is being sucked out of the fucking music and replaced with ticky-tocky motherfuckers. Bullshit. And as an artist of your caliber, Drake, this is what Joe Budden was trying to tell you. You should not be lowering yourself to doing records with whack motherfuckers. Just for some listens. When does your artistry increase? When do, when do you become like, and I'm going to tell you some other lame shit you did. When do you become like your boy from North Carolina? You know who the fuck I'm talking about. When do you become like him? When do you become like Kendrick Lamar? And stop pushing for the commercial shit all the time. And then the crazy shit you did when you called him a failed rapper. Well, if he's a failed rapper, you're a failed actor player. All right. You're going to bring up the fact that you got what? A 747 or some shit like that. That's lame, lame nigga shit. It really is. And sometimes, man, your lameness overshadows your talent. Your corniness overshadows your talent, fam. For real. And then goofy-ass niggas jumping into your defense and you don't want that. You know how we get down. How do you get down? You're not doing shit. Y'all niggas ain't doing nothing. Stop the fucking posturing. You ain't doing nothing. You're not doing nothing, fam. You're not. So stop. Take it, you told him when you send in your DMs you respect that everybody don't have to like your music. So why are you becoming all sensitive and bringing up money? That's what lame niggas do. When lame niggas can't stand on the fact that somebody might not be feeling their art, which it ain't art, when somebody ain't feeling their music, they go to the money bag real quick. I got the bag. You ain't got the bag. Look at me, I'm flying private. Occasionally, you can fly first class. So fucking what? Did you not read Rich Paul's book where Rich Paul said, I can fly private. I don't do it. Fuck flying private. For what? Why am I wasting all of that money? You're not going to be hot for the rest of your life, Drake. It ain't going to happen. You got to learn to take criticism. And the dumbest thing that you did was bring it up because now you got people listening to Joe Button. Thank you for the fucking free promotion. When you said this shit, I went on Joe Budden's Instagram page and, and said, I'm quite sure that Joe Budden appreciates the free promotion. All of y'all that's going at Joe, he appreciates the free promotion because I know if you'd have said my name, I'd appreciate the free fucking promotion. You made another album for girls, but you titled it like you was getting ready to get down dirty and do something for the niggas. And you ain't do shit for the niggas, son. Joe was right. Step up your game on who you making records with, man. Because people made records with people because they respected them. Some of the greatest collabo records we ever had came from people who fucked with each other and respected the respected each other. The Coogee Rap and 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 Mob Deep collabo, the Scenario collabo, all of those collabos, the Red Man. EPMD, all of that. Jay and Sauce Money was fucking with each other when they did that song. Jay and Jazzo was fucking with each other when they did that song. The Locks and X on Money, Power, Respect was fucking with each other. It was a mutual respect. There's a Reservoir Dogs. All of them niggas on that fucking record were respected by Jay-Z at the time. He heard the Locks. He's like, these niggas is hot. I want to do a record with them. He respected them not just because they were hot, because they wasn't even that hot at them, but their skill level was crazy. So he wanted to do a record with people that had a dope ass skill level, not just because somebody got a fucking bullshit ass record out, fam. That's goofball shit. That's what's hurting the music. That's what's hurting the music. Anybody that grabbed little Wayne for a feature was because not only was Wayne hot, but Wayne was dope. Anytime, anywhere, Wayne did a song with Babyface. And he shouted out to his mother, Ma, I got a song with Babyface. When he jumped on the Mary J. Blige remix, he was like, mom, I'm on a song with Mary J. Blige. Why was he on that song? Because He was fucking dope. Why did Kanye grab fucking Nicki Minaj for Monsters? Because Nicki was fucking dope. It ain't have nothing to do with who she was super hot at the time, but it was mostly because he respected her skill level. You did a fucking song with Sexy Red. Come the fuck on, my nigga. She is not dope. Not. Have you done a song? With Tierra Whack yet? Have you done a song with Lady London yet? Have you done a song with Rhapsody yet? Have you done a song with Remy Ma yet? Just to name a few. Have you tapped Scarlip yet and did a song with her? You doing songs with bitches that's trying to out fucking whole other bitches that are releasing their own sex tapes? Let niggas smash? You giving away shit to, to these whack Bitches? You can't elevate your artistry until you start working with true artists. Have you reached back and said, damn, I love 3000. I need to to try everything I can to get a song with Big Boy or 3000 or or Bun B or some dope shit or Q or somebody with some skills. That's what he was talking about, fam. You took the shit too personal, and I'm telling you, as a triple OG, and if you hear this, I don't give a fuck what you say about me, son, because none of y'all niggas gonna step to me and say nothing. None of y'all. True, indeed. New York's finest. Y'all know the fuck. It ain't gonna happen over here. But you just gonna give me free promotion. But I'm telling you where fam was coming from. I'm telling you where fam was coming from. Sometimes when we when we when we listen, we learn a lot of shit. I enjoyed Memphis Bleak on Drink Champs. I think that was so fucking eye-opening. Bleak got a lot of a lot of stories. Bleak was engaging. He was funny. He talked about the real shit. Because he was inside of that whole Rockefeller shit. That shit always bothered me because niggas always dance around what really happened, what caused that breakup. Niggas dance around on it. Now I got to watch the one that Leo Cohen is on because he was asked about it. You know? And then we go back to this other goof-ass shit with Keefe D, man. This nigga just got to be like one of the dumbest niggas ever. Somebody just released a snippet of him. They say, what do you think about Mike Tyson saying that uh, he would like to be for five seconds in the room with the person that killed Tupac. And he said, five seconds in the room. I don't need five seconds. I need one second. Pew! Stick the boxing, nigga. You a boxer. You ain't no gangster. So you pretty much just said for sure to everybody and everybody that's listening that you fucking killed Tupac. Or you handed the gun to the guy that killed Tupac, which was your nephew, Orlando Anderson. You don't think that that's fucking conspiracy to commit murder? And now here go the crazy shit everybody's talking about. The Diddy Connection. This nigga did a deposition and they put it on the internet where he said Diddy offered him a million dollars to kill either Suge or Tupac. This nigga is going to drag Diddy down into the shit. Really son? you going to drag Diddy down into the mud? Are you dead ass serious right now? Diddy might have some problems. And then fifth, oh my God, this nigga 50 cents, son. Fifth is the king of all fucking troll niggas, yo. If you get on Fifth bad side, that motherfucker knows how to handle his fucking internet assault. Or the nigga or a bitch. It doesn't fucking matter. Fifth will assault the shit out of you. We are gonna take a short break and then when I come back, I'm gonna tell y'all some more about what Fifth was saying. This is Come On, Son, the podcast. The week that was. Come on, son, son. Here's some big news. McDonald's is dropping two sauces, two brand-new sauces to McDonald's, sweet and spicy jam and mambo sauce. Now, sweet and spicy jam would go great with breakfast, in my opinion. You know I got to have something on one of the biscuits, and sweet and spicy jam sounds absolutely delicious to me on a biscuit. I'm, I'm sorry. I like to add something spicy to my McDonald's breakfast pick. How about you? Wouldn't you like to add spicy to your favorite McDonald's breakfast pick? Are you kind of like a hot sauce in your bag type of person like me? Well, that mambo sauce and sweet and spicy jam both pack a kick. What McDonald's items would you like to add some spice to? I can think of french fries. I can think of a million things. I can think of the chicken sandwich, a whole lot of other things. These two are only available until November 12th. Are you going to try and while you can? Well, you should. What's your go-to McDonald's sauce? What's your favorite go-to Mickey D's sauce? It's very rare that McDonald's expand the sauce menu. So are you gonna swap mambo or sweet and spicy jam for your usual? Well, that's what you need to do. Check it out for a limited time at McDonald's. Tough, it's in your DNA. It drives your resilience. Even when they told you that you couldn't, you did what no one else could because you're different from the rest. Every day you work hard to conquer challenges, making the impossible happen, and tomorrow, You'll do it all over again with a truck that's just as tough as you. Explore the best Ford truck for you today at Ford.com. Built Ford Tough. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is being brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you know you're getting the real deal. Whether you're looking for a head-turning handbag or watch that says it all, Jewelry that makes you look like the gym or sneakers and streetwear that makes every step feel fly. It's like the first time I was looking for them Jordan ones, like when they really came out and I couldn't get my hands on them. And it was something about that sneaker that I always wanted to have because I never got it in the very, very, very beginning. I fell in love with that sneaker. And when I finally got it, oh, baby. These days, to know for sure you're getting the real deal, go straight to eBay when you're searching. Just look for that blue check mark. It will say authenticity guarantee. That means when you buy it, you can be confident that it's authenticated by real experts. You gotta get it from eBay because then you know you got the real deal. Now you know that when something is limited and you can't find it, you can find it on eBay. Listen, when you're finally ready to buy. That thing that you love. You have to make sure you're not going to catch a fake. They're everywhere. And it's really tough to tell the difference for yourself. With eBay Authenticity Guaranteed, that's easy. So again, look for the blue check mark. That way, when it hits your doorstep, not only do you know it's real, but that feeling you get when you put it on is also for real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Come on, son, son. Back with more Come On Son, the podcast. This is me, Ed Lover. Now, what the fuck was I talking? I was talking about 50 Cent, right? And this whole Diddy shit. So I heard this shit. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I heard this shit before. That Diddy had put a price on the head of Tupac and show because he was just sick of the amount of shit. You know, them showing up in front of the Mondrian, screaming on them in L.A., all the shit. sure taking pictures with Justin's mother, you know, Misa, Shulk, trying to act like he's fucking Puff Mom, baby moms. Just, you know, the pressure, the disrespect and all that. I heard that. I didn't know how true it was. But there is an under undercurrent of music in this business in the 90s that I have, was that I did not know about. I knew, but I wasn't privy to all of the fucking information, you dig? When I sit down and have my one-on-one with Haitian Jack, when we release that, he's going to give us some insight into that undercurrent in the 90s that was going on. Him, Jimmy Hinchman, and and, and other dudes like that. Suge Knight got a lot of money, so instead of taking the high roll like the white boys do, these dudes decide to align themselves with the gangster element. You dig what I'm saying? Uh, there was a rumor out during that time that the Southside Crips were being paid protection money from Bad Boy because if I got a problem with the blood, who am I going to hire to protect me? Not the police. I am going to hire their arch enemy, which is the Crips, and the mob Pyru blood set that Sugar was a part of had a problem with them Southside Crips, right? which was Keefe D and his crew. But there was also rumors that Keefe D was doing business with Harlem's own Von Zip moving cocaine back and forth across the country. Okay, so that all that shit comes into fruition when Keefe said, I got the gun from Zip, handed the gun to Orlando. Orlando did it because the gang culture is, I got to put the work in on the niggas that stomp me out. It ain't up to the other fat nigga that was sitting um, by the window. And everybody's like, well, that big fat nigga, he couldn't have reached across him. Oh, yes, you can. Fuck out of here. Now, to hear that deposition, Online, Fifth posted it, motherfucker, um, that this dude said that he went downstairs and met with Puff several times, and Puff offered him a million dollars to off Tupac and Shug. That Puff had him lined up. Now, was this during that time? Before that time? Did he try to collect? Is there paperwork to back this up? Did Puff ever funnel money to him? If he has proof of all of that, then Puff has big fucking problems. Major problems. Major league fucking problems, y'all. And I kid you not. This shit could get sticky. It could get super ugly. It really can get that way. If they have found in the raid shit to back up what he was saying, uh, it, it, other than that, it's just hearsay. Because y'all know you can't, you can just prove what you can prove. If you don't have absolute proof to get an indictment you're not gonna get it but if they have absolute proof that this is true this will really fuck puff over and tarnish everything that he's ever done in his fucking career because if people even think if they can prove that he lined Pac up to get killed everybody in this fucking world are gonna hate him and he ain't gonna make it if he go inside he gonna have to be in protective custody he ain't gonna make it because the wolves are gonna be on his ass Please believe it, believe it, please. I'm not, I'm not, I'm telling y'all the honest to God fucking truth. It's too much crazy, dumb, ridiculous shit going on out there. And if I hear Tia Mari's bitch ass talk one more time about her ex husband, bitch, nobody give a fuck but you. Why you keep popping up on television talking about this man? This man ain't saying shit about you, bitch. Why? So sick of you, man. Every time you turn around you sit on a talk show, somebody bring up your ex-husband. My man living his life. He don't say shit about you. Nothing. Nothing. So obviously your little coochie's still aching for this nigga because he ain't saying nothing. Corey ain't ain't saying a goddamn thing. And that other Orlando nigga, the nigga that used to be on That's So Raven, y'all know what I'm talking about? That nigga needs to be institutionalized. That nigga crazy. That nigga said Keefe D and Tupac is the same person. This nigga look crazy. He been arrested a gang of times. He old fuck ass nigga anyway. So why do we listen to this fuck ass nigga? He always been a fuck boy. So why y'all listening to these stupid ass, lame ass, duck face ass niggas, man? Because y'all don't have no confidence in your fucking cells, man. Just because somebody got a little bit more success than you got, don't make them bigger or a better person than you. You You don't let nobody talk slick to you. You know, fuck your motherfucking plane, nigga. Who you talking to? Slap the shit out, you nigga. You ain't going to do shit. No, you bitch made any fucking way. Like, come on, y'all. We're going to sit there and listen to all of this stupid shit. Ugh. I don't know about getting back. I need to move on. Bitch, shut up. Just, just do it. You, if you doing shit, you ain't got to talk about you doing shit. You ain't got to project to the world that you doing shit. I'm old school in that in that thought process. I'm fucking old school. Fuck it. It is who I am at this point. I don't have to project to everybody what's going on. Me and my wife argue sometimes. We do. We fucking argue. We don't have to put, pro- you know, people see us. They be like, oh, that's black love. We've been together 20 some years. We ain't got to fucking project that shit. If we was to break up, I doubt we would even put that shit on social media, you fucking dumb dums Ah, oh, these niggas are so lame, man. Music is down. The shit sucks. I said it. Fuck it. Fuck it. What else happened this week? Oh, Britney Spears got pulled over for not having a license or insurance. She was like, "Oops, I did it again." <laughs> that Michael Jackson jacket, you know, for the Pepsi commercial, that's going up for auction. That's kind of crazy. It's going for three he 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 million dollars. <laughs> Yo, SZA said that Drake's romance with her was childish and youth vibes. Drake gonna put down his next album because that nigga's sensitive as a motherfucker. For real. That nigga's gonna definitely be talking about Joe Budden and Scissor on his next album. That's how that nigga get down, yo. For real. Oh, that Powerball jackpot is crazy right now. I've been playing it, man. Let me ask y'all a question real quick before, you know, I ain't gonna hold y'all on this podcast, but has anybody ever won from the app, because I'm playing my shit on the app, and I like won $4 or $7 or some shit, and come on, son, where the fuck is my 100,000, my million, my five million? I gotta check that out, because if nobody's ever won off the app, I'm not gonna keep feeding this fucking app my money for picking my numbers, man. And thank God, do y'all remember back in 2017 when Kanika Jenkins was found in that hotel freezer? Well, the hotel reached the settlement with, with the young ladies' moms. That happened way back in 2017. So, and the writer's strike is over. So, fucking good. It's about fucking time. For real. It's about time. Crazy. Yo, Scissor, Go back to Scissor real quick, SZA ain't nobody to fuck with. SZA is yo, everybody that's criticizing her about her BBL or whatever, say this shit in her face as you beat this fucking shit out you. That's what she said. <laughs> Word up. And big up to Big Lotto, who donated a huge amount of money to her old high school in Georgia, man. For real. Let me give y'all some more quick hits real quick. And then I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Beyonce is dropping her final Ivy Park and Adidas uh, capsule. That shit came out um, on Thursday. I told y'all about Britney. Kanye is doing another Donda listening party in Italy. I will never go to another one of corny shits as long as I live. I'm glad I ain't paid for it. Oh, and Travis Kelsey's ex-woman has responded to all the hate she's getting from the Swifties. You know, that's Taylor Swift's little crew. Everybody got a little crew. Um, there's a Black Barbie documentary that's coming out, which should be supposed to be dope about three black women and their influence on Barbie and Mattel and how the first Black Barbie came out in nineteen eighty. Um and this shit with Israel and and, Ham- and Hamas. I was in a in a uh I was in a um Uber. And the Uber driver asked me what I think about um, Israel and and Hamas, the war that Israel declared war on Hamas. I'm going to say this and I'm going to be 100% transparent with it. Jesus and God is not happy with all this fucking war. I'm not abreast on everything that was going on between the Palestinian people and the Israeli people, but I've known for as long as I can remember, they ain't never had peace. And both being, one being, of the Jewish faith and another one being of the Muslim faith, our faith teaches us that peace is the answer. Peace should be the answer. Suppression should not be the answer, right? Peace should always be the answer. We gotta figure a way out to find it. We gotta figure a way out to keep it. This world is going fucking crazy. We got the Ukrainian war. Now we got this Israeli's war and we shit is just going off the fucking. The train is leaving the track quickly. And if we don't see that, then we some dumb motherfuckers. The United States job is to broker peace. That's what we need. Cause we're going to fuck around and find ourselves in the war with China and if Russia going to back them, and it's going to be another world war. And a lot of people are going to lose their fucking lives. People are losing their lives all over the world every day. We need to find a way to have peace. Peace be unto you. Allah Akbar. Peace be unto you and peace be unto the world. I'm at Lover. This is Kibbutz, son, the podcast. Y'all keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. I'll talk at you, with you, to you and about you next week. Be good if you can't be good. Be careful. If you can't be careful, do not get into no shit with 50 Cent. Until the next time we ride together, slide together, and laugh out loud together, Ed Lover saying, thank y'all. And God bless each and every one of y'all, man. Thank y'all for tuning me in and not tuning me out. I give you the good shit and never the bullshit. It's just my opinion, y'all. Until the next week, take care of yourselves. I love you more than cooked food. Come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. this episode of come on son the podcast is produced engineered and edited by cam quotes and krista hayes recorded out of atlanta georgia this is an official loudspeakers network podcast brought to you by ed lover